0: The American, Chapter 4 A Shorthand Missile Tale by Matthew C. McLean. By the way, you probably noticed by now, but, uh, yeah, the French accents in this are terrible, for which I apologize. Shut up, old man, said the thug in the balaclava, apparently the trio's leader. I could see Simon bristle at having such rudeness displayed in his place of business. My own smile faded. Along with the fat one blocking the door, Balaclava's words were designed to intimidate, which made their intent clear. Crossing the distance with his fingers still pointed at me, he added, It up. I made to rise from the table a good little sheep before the wolves. It was a sin against God and good cooking, but halfway to standing I threw the plate at balaclava like a frisbee. It took him in the chin. I was aiming for the throat. The remainder of the eggs and potatoes spitting off of it as it traveled causing just enough confusion to give me a moment. I used that to leapfrog around Simon and put a boot into the Algerian's groin. I hit him hard enough that his feet came out from under him and he hit the floor. A solid jab to Balakov's face kept him distracted for a few moments, hands flying to his nose. I was mildly impressed that the fat one didn't panic. Instead, he made a collapsible truncheon appear from his jacket, whipping it out at its full length as he crossed the cafe floor to me. Only an idiot fights an armed opponent barehanded, but I couldn't see a way past him. And if I got away, I'd be leaving Simon alone with three angry, thwarted young men. So I grabbed a chair and used it like a ringmaster, training an unruly circus bear. With three quick swings, Fatty turned the chair into kindling, leaving me holding nothing but broken sticks. But it got me close enough that I could grab the wrist with a baton and use my other hand to stab his forearm with a splintered chair leg. He grunted and tried to push away, giving me an open to pull him close for a headbutt that crushed his nose. Hand to his face, he crumpled to the floor. I gave him a swift kick to keep him down and slid the truncheon away. Shaking his head, Balaclava had just enough time to realize he was alone now. I could feel the blood on my forehead and knew by the expression in his eyes he could see it, displaying an intelligence that I wouldn't have given him credit for. He ran for the door. I tripped him and picked up a chair by its back in one motion, swinging it around to pin him to the floor by his neck just as he rolled over. I made to sit on it, causing Balaclava's eyes to widen, but I only squatted over him, holding it in place with my crossed forearms. I'm up, I said to him, trying to sound casual through the blood pumping in my ears. I leaned forward a bit on the chair, pressing the stretcher into his throat what can I do for you? A small amount of spittle erupted from his lips before I let the chair's pressure off of his throat, causing the back stretcher to push into his belly. He glared at me even as his eyes bulged. He made to say something, but it came out as a half a laugh as his eyes dodged behind me. I went to move, but a loud crack beat me to it. Glancing over my shoulder, I saw Simon standing over the Algerian. He held the truncheon that he had just used to brain the younger man, keeping him on the floor. I smiled my thanks. Simon returned it between panting breaths, fear resolving into excitement that bloomed into a grin that made him look like the wolf he might have been decades ago. Thank mm-hmm. you.